0: Three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to The Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Ahem. <laughs> <coughs> Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Happy Father's Day out there. Hope you guys are st- staying safe, having fun. Um, hopefully you're able to celebrate Father's Day in a safe and socially uh, distancing uh, sort of way. But got a review here for you guys. And I'm going to be honest, guys. I know this month our content has been um, uh, not of the most fun variety. I know we've been reviewing a lot of heavy stuff. I've got this review right now. It's for the... Uh, untold story of Emmett Lewis Teal, which, again, I know, not the happiest thing in the world to talk about, but I really do think that given the moment we're in and giving the, uh, I truly believe what will end up becoming a systematic shift um, in race relations, it really is important uh, for us here at The Real Pineapple to go ahead and use the platform that we have uh, to go ahead and really try to educate and inform as many people as possible. No, we're not a news podcast or anything like that. But given what is going on, I think that it's very important for us to look at uh, things that are talking about uh, social issues and things that are relevant in the times that we are uh, that we're in right now. Um, I'm going to kind of get the uh, <laughs> the <laughs> promotional stuff out of the way now. Um, if you like this podcast. Uh, if this is something that you that you dig, please go ahead and show your support. Go ahead and like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple. Uh, go ahead and share us. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and iHeartRadio at the Real Pineapple. Uh, you can follow yours truly on Twitter at jhunter, Real Pineapple. That's R E E L pineapple. Fall Scott at, on Twitter at Nearman the first um, cool uh, I'm not gonna mention anything else about the podcast moving forward got this review here so this is something that I wasn't really familiar with until I was going through my Amazon I went oh something on Emmet too I'm I, I'm curious on that uh, so um, this documentary came out back in 2005 which is crazy. To think it's been that long. Um, It's got an insanely high uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. uh, 97% um, out of 32 reviews. So this was uh, directed by uh, Keith uh, 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 Beauchamp. And it looks like it was actually just him. I apologize. Um, This is the one thing on his uh, Rotten Tomatoes that's showing up. It's just this. So I, I... I don't know if maybe, I, I don't know why this is the only thing he's he's done. I think this documentary is incredibly well done. So just going through this here, um, Emmett Till was born on uh, July 25th, 1941. Uh, his mother, uh, 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 Mammy Elizabeth Till Mobley, uh, went ahead and talked about how difficult her birth was, and how um, he was a a breech baby, which um, I had no idea about, and um, a breech baby is basically right before birth, where um, the baby sometimes is in a bottom, is a a bottom feet first, or feet first position, that's what a breech baby is, so they had to go ahead and actually turn him um, on his, uh, it's just, it's crazy to know he was a breech baby, but um, but she went to work, her mother went ahead, her, uh, Emmett's grandmother really went ahead and, um, raised him while the mom was working, and I, I did appreciate that they had interviews with, uh, you know, the members of the family, um, his, uh, cousin, uh, Reverend, uh, Wheeler Parker, talked about how Emmett was a prankster, and how he, there's this point where, they were out. I want to say in Chicago, and he kept yelling about how, uh, how big his cousins were, and they would beat people up, and how you know white people kind of look at him like you know like what the fuck, and you know we gotta keep in mind Imatil saying this stuff back in the fifties. You know I, I I think that social media has almost spoiled us, um, our president too, but I think that social media um, has almost spoiled us to the concept of saying things. And there not being any consequences to it. I know some people say, well, you know, what about how people, um, you know, lose jobs and stuff like that because of, you know, uh, stuff they've said, you know, in years past. But there really is a difference between standing by what you say online and, you know, being a keyboard, uh, you know, being a keyboard uh, warrior. And Emmett Till was out there, you know, really speaking his mind. in places where it was dangerous. I mean, it's dangerous enough for a black person in America now to say really anything, especially back then. It was damn near suicide. So um, they talked about in the documentary how how mischievous he was, how he had no sense of danger, how everything um, was funny to him, how he had this prank he pulled where I guess he shot some firecrackers um, within city limits, which was a huge no-no back then um, also talking about him, they talked about how, how smart of a kid he was, how he's very great at art and science, and I will just say, uh, you know, I consider the podcast to be, uh, artistic, you know, I write, I've never been good at science, science has always been one of those things that's just, because it's math, and I fucking hate math, because I can debate, you know, a film, or a paper, or why a book is good, but math, you know, you have one right fucking answer, and I, I hate math for that reason because it's either this or it's not. And I, I don't know. That's, that's always bothered me if I'm being completely honest. But uh, to know that he was so smart uh, really breaks your heart even more. Um, I think about the movie, you know, Hidden Figures and how um, even something like Black Panther where they talked about how, you know, black girls are getting more into science. And that's, that's fucking amazing. We need more black scientists, you know, period. Um, I know this is random, but Archer pulls that reference. I think it's season, season, oh God, I think it's like season four where they shoot a black astronaut, you know, and he tells Cyril, that's like killing a unicorn. I mean, it really is true. So, um, I mean, it makes me very happy to think that, you know, because of films that we've seen recently that more black, uh, more people of color are getting into, um, into science because we really do need to go ahead and have more, um, people of color really not just valuing education but valuing science. Um, they talked about how in um, how in the Jim Crow era in the South it was as close to a repressive regime as you can imagine, which uh, I think is just uh, it, it, it. You know, I just reviewed Just Mercy uh, earlier here today. Um, by the time you got you guys hear this, will probably be like Monday or Tuesday, but I reviewed I'm reviewing this on Sunday and. After just watching Just Mercy, it's crazy that, you know, this took place, you know, in the fifties. But you look at Just Mercy, it takes place in the eighties and how so little has changed in the South for people of color. You know, I I know some people have that ignorant stance of, well, come on, that was thirty years ago. It can't possibly be the same. Um, I mean, how long did it take for black people to, you know, be quote officially free unquote. So, you know, 30 years really isn't that long, so I do appreciate the sense that while this film was made back in 05, that it's still such an incredibly relevant film um, with what everything that's going on right now. Um, it's uh, just going through other stuff here. Apparently there was no busing for black children, which I gotta be honest, it's something I just never even really thought about, so black kids had to walk... Three or four miles, usually minimum, just to get to school. And that in itself, I mean, you think about walking that far to get to school and then, oh, pardon me, and then, you know, and then going ahead and being mistreated by kids or maybe even your teacher. So you're walking three, four miles to get to this place that's supposed to better you. And yet you're not welcome at the place that is supposed to better you. I mean, that's that's a hell of a mind fuck. You know, for you know, for a black kid who's you know, it's five, six, seven years old, um, so Emmett went ahead and traveled to what's called Money, Mississippi for summer vacation, and his mother shares this heartbreaking anecdote about how um, he kissed her goodbye and gave her his watch and talked about how I won't need it where I'm going, and that in itself is just. I got chills when she said that, but for all the wrong reasons. Because you realize, wow, that's the last time that he's going to see his mother and he didn't even, you know, fucking realize. Um, They talked about how, um, you know, back then in summer, uh, you know, you'd be picking cotton all day and then go ahead and, you know, when the sun went down, you would be off. And it's just, it's crazy to think that, you know, again, not far removed from that. That's, you know, what, 60 years ago. Um, it's just, it's crazy how, again, so little, like, we've, things have gotten better. Like, I, I think people need to understand things have gotten better, but it's not even close to how how they should be. I mean, we, we you know, we look at all stuff going on right now. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously... You know what, Never mind. I, I, it, things should be better. I, I will leave it at that. As I keep going down here, uh, so Mrs. Bryant, she was of course uh, the person who accused uh, Emmett Teal of what he of what he was linked to. So Carolyn Bryant is her name, and uh, I will let's just let's just dive in about her. So she said that she um, that he whistled at her. So, they confirmed that in a documentary. Um, One of Emmett's cousins confirmed that, yes, he did whistle at Mrs. Bryant. Um, This is where it gets kind of crazy, though, because I didn't realize kind of how intense it got very quickly. So, he whistled at her, and apparently the group, you know, his cousins and everything that he was with, he scared everyone in the group because they realized, oh, shit, you whistled at a white woman. Like, you know, what the hell are you doing? And so... They were concerned because they thought that she was going for a gun when she went um, when she went to the car, and they went ahead and basically got in the car and drove off as quickly as possible. So Emmett begged his cousins to not tell uh, their grandparents what happened, and I guess even the neighborhood it kind of spread throughout the neighborhood, or at least their neighbors or direct neighbors, and they even said that hey, you're gonna hear, you know, you're gonna hear more about this. So. Here's where it gets insane. So uh, Roy Bryant and his half brother J. W. William, went ahead and broke into um, where Emmett was staying with his grandparents. Because I believe they said it was like at 2:30 in the morning, and they essentially went into every bedroom, knocking, going, "Is this you know? Is this Emmett? uh, Where's Emmett Hill? Where's where is he? Where's the boy who whistled?" And so they held the family at gunpoint which I was like, that's, that's cool, um, and they basically told everyone in the house that, oh yeah, we're just gonna take Emmett up the road, whip him a little bit, and then he'll be on, uh, you know, we'll, we'll bring him back, so first off, I think people out there understand, um, as little rights as black people had back then, there's was nothing, there was nothing they, they could have done. And I think that's the part that's going to get lost on some people, because some people just go, oh, well, why didn't, they, why didn't they just fight back? I mean, they had a gun, too. They could have shot everyone in that fucking house, or most of the people in that fucking house, at, at you know, at the very least. So the whole concept of them being able to do something, they were really powerless in their own home. And I, you know, and that's why I always, <laughs> when people want to be really ignorant, go, well, if you're not breaking the law... You won't get in trouble you won't get in trouble. I mean, you know, fuck. Ask Brianna Taylor about that. You know, I mean she was in her home. She didn't do shit. You know, and she's no longer with us. And I, I, I really think people need to take that step back and again realize Emmett Teal was not that long ago. Emmett Teal was like sixty years ago. Um the you know, they 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 talked about how their um how Emmett Teal's mom only died within like the last decade, I wanna say. I mean a lot of the people who were involved were, were still around. So, I, I, I kind of need people to understand that. Um, continuing here. So, Emmett was taken, and three days later, he was discovered. Um, he uh, discovered in Tallahatchie River. So, he was hung uh, with wire that was wrapped uh, around his neck to a 70-pound uh, cotton gin fan, which... You want to talk about how they could have used, you know, rocks or, you know, anything else to weigh him down. They use a cotton gin fan. Like, you want to talk about it not being, like, not being racially uh, motivated, really? I think the cotton gin fan kind of goes ahead and fucking cements that. Um, The other things I didn't know is that his tongue was cut and pushed the back of his throat, and his privates have been cut off. And they also said that... um, Uh, his mother said that there was a imprint or the uh, indent of an ax. Like they used the ax a cut into his head, which I was like, oh my God. And I don't know if it's because I hadn't seen the picture in a while or just my brain mentally went, okay, this is disturbing. We're going to push this, you know, to the, to the back uh, uh, of your subconscious. Um, Seeing the picture of Emmett Till, uh, because, of course, you know, that's what sparked, in many ways, you know, uh, the, the, like, really helped drive the civil rights movement forward. I mean, the fact that uh, his mother was like, they need to see what they did to my child. And you see how bloated Emmett looks and how he really just looks, it doesn't even look close to what he looks like when he's alive. And you just realize the level of violence that these men uh, perpetrated against him. And I appreciate the fact that the film did talk about the fact that th- they didn't come right out and say it was just uh, Roy Bryant and uh, J.W. Uh, who who's his uh, half brother. But it talks about the fact that it could have been three, four people, uh, maybe even. Um, so, in doing research uh, while watching this documentary, uh, some stuff I didn't realize, so Carolyn Bryant, she was moved for days, um, after, uh, Emmett was killed, she was moved from house to house between, I guess, uh, uh Roy Bryant's, uh, mother and some siblings, and then J.W. Williams, like, some people he knew, because they were trying to go ahead and keep Carolyn, um, from having to go and speak to the police, um, which I think is just, were goddamn ridiculous when you think about that. That they were so worried about her. They're like, oh, you can't even talk to the police. Um, so getting into the actual case, and this is where um, I, I I'm gonna try to keep this short because I, I only have a couple other things to say about this. Um, I found this documentary very dense, and I will be honest. I watched this on Juneteenth. I was very um, uh, emotional to put it to put it mildly. Um, it's, it's a very, it's a very hard documentary to watch, because you really do feel like things were just, you think about this being a kid, and you think about the fact that you would think kids would be sacred. Uh The only kid I could ever think about who, who deserved to get, who deserved to get killed was the, uh. If you if you're a fan of the show you'll know exactly the episode I'm talking about. That show that episode of Law and Order where that kid was like, "I'm sorry cuz he killed his classmate and acted like he didn't do it on purpose." It's like the that Macaulay Colgan movie The Good Son and the dad snapped and shot him. I remember that I was like, "Oh, I I I understand. Like I'm not saying you should have killed them, but the quote Chris Rock, I understand um Emmett Till being so young and you just think about the level Of violence that went against him. And that for me is where I just go, wow, these men, not only did they get off, that's the thing. This went to trial and and everything. And I'd like to point out there was not one juror of color on that jury because, you know, shocking. But the other thing that they did bring up, which I'm happy they did as well, they bring up the fact that four months after the trial, they were acquitted. Uh, they admitted their guilt in a *Look* magazine article and made four grand for their confession, in which they graphically went ahead and d- detailed how they abducted him, how they killed him. They talked about how they pistol whipped him, uh, forced him to this robe—I uh, mean, tied you know the cotton gin fan around his neck, shot him, and then dumped his body in the river. Um, Carolyn Bryan. Uh, before she uh, Brian, pardon me. Before she died, said nothing that boy could ever justify what happened to him, and she had said during the trial, or um, she had uh, when this all initially was happening, she said that he like grabbed her and like like in a in a sexual manner, and then she admitted that oh yeah, that didn't happen, and it takes me back to that one of the latest Chappelle specials where you just go. You know, you fucking bitch, you fucking lied. And but I I love what Chappelle said about how you know his his casket was almost the fuel that drove civil rights forward. And so yes, I know things aren't great now, but you think about where we would be without Emmett Till. I mean, it's a it's a really interesting and kind of a scary question to think about. I mean, where would we be without Emmett Till? I have to give him a lot of this person a lot of credit Uh, i am not a fan normally of al sharpton i think sometimes he comes across uh more like a cartoon character than a politician but some of the stuff he said in this documentary was so profound it really actually caught me off guard if i'm being completely honest i was like wow okay uh i this film is worth watching alone just for the um I think some of the quotes in the leadership that Al Sharpton shows and, uh, God, if we could get, uh, uh, God, if we could get more of that Al Sharpton, that would actually be better for everybody. Um, what is, so the last thing I'll bring up here is, um, this was a three day trial, right? And they talked about how, um, the all white, all male jury, uh, deliberated, um, he was, uh, Roy Bryant and his brother, pardon me, or his half-brother, they were found not guilty on September 23rd, 1955. They talked about how they had already determined not guilty like 10 minutes in, but they were told to make it look good. So they went ahead and deliberated for, I believe it said just around 90 minutes. Uh, and they went ahead and were basically just drinking beer and soda, um, hanging out, waiting for the hour. Or the the ninety minutes, pardon me, and that is fucking disgusting when you think about it. Um, it's it, it just it it really hurts your head when you start to think about it. One thing I will say as I wrap up here, um, it was great to see uh, Mammy, uh, to hear about Mammy Elizabeth Tilmos uh, Mobley. After losing her son, she talked about how God came to her. She says that she saw God in a vision. How you know you know, he's he's a mild child, and, you know, you still have work to do, and I thought that was very powerful, we, we talk about the connection that people of color do have to the church, um, and how uh, black Jesus, or just Jesus, he's not white, Jesus damn sure isn't white, all right, let's just say that, but this connection that people of color do have to religion, I, I did find that Inspiring as a as a fellow person of faith, I I really did love the way she went ahead and threw that in there because you really didn't have to put that in there for the interview, but she went out of her way to talk about how you know this is you know he's God's baby and I know that he's up there you know in heaven and how she used this terrible. Fucking tragic thing that happened to her, and she turned it into as much of a positive as humanly possible. She earned her master's degree in administrator uh, in uh, administration supervision from uh, uh, a Loyola University with an additional forty-five credits towards a doctorate. She began speaking nationally about her son in nineteen eighty-five. Um, she unfortunately was widowed in two thousand, and then died. In, uh the, the 6th of January in uh, 2003 of a heart attack, but she was 81 years old. That's a hell of a run. I mean, considering the trauma, like, I, I, I mean, and, and this is going to sound terrible, but, I mean, you think about people, you know, they talk about, you know, in sci- hell, in the scientific community, how people can die sometimes of a broken heart, and I the fact that this woman was so strong and she was able to take this terrible fucking thing and go ahead and really be the voice for so many people in uh, in the African-American community, I, we, I personally can't thank her enough because, you know, my mom talks to me about the fact that, look, I'm a black man in this country, and she's, you know, she's scared. My sister, you know, my sister Beth and Cammie, she's always worried about us just because of us being minorities and such shitty fucking realization to have, but it's also something you need to be aware of. And I, I really believe that this documentary, like I said, it's 70 minutes, but it's a dense 70 minutes. It's almost two hours of material packed in 70 minutes. And to be honest, that's really my only big complaint about it is that I wish they'd given this, this maybe 90 minutes. I, I think they, if you stretch this out to 90 minutes, um, cause I'll say, like, I'm getting more and more into documentaries, but this really just hit heavy, not just because of the subject matter, because of how dense it is. There's a lot of stuff uh, in here, but uh, there's a lot of stuff in here to discuss, and I'm just kind of cherry-picking what I found most interesting, but there's a lot you could take away from this, but at the end of the day, I think the thing to take away from this is that Emmett Till, as shitty and terrible and fucking tragic as it is what happened to him, he did not die in vain. And that, um, th- I mean, this is something that I learned about in school, um, like freshman year. This is something I've edu- I've had to try to educate people on, something I definitely bring up to people. And I truly believe George Floyd will end up in that same sort of arena, that same conversation. I think that these marches and how people are raising their voices and educating themselves and how we're educating each other, uh, I really think that this is going to end up doing so much good um, in the long run. And I, and I pray that we continue to just listen and educate and love on each other. But um, I wasn't just, I was in tears for most of this. Um, again, it is a hard watch, but it is well worth your time. It's on uh, Amazon Prime Video, it's on Prime, so you don't even have to pay to watch this. Um, if you didn't do anything for Juneteenth, Uh, or didn't watch anything, you know, uh, as far as uh, black cinema or anything this weekend, I think this is a hell of a watch. You should watch something like this and educate yourself a little bit. Um, Just because of my... my, Because of how it is laid out, and and I mean that as far as the the length of the documentary, um, that I think how it's presented at times it's a little confusing, and I was dead dog sober watching this just for the record. But uh, I'm going to still give this a solid A. Uh, this is something that's well worth your time. You do need to watch it if you haven't watched it. Um, if you don't know about Emmett Till, this is a great way for you to learn. Um, don't be afraid to learn, everyone. Go ahead and reach out to people. I've had people reach out to me about, you know, black artists to listen to, black films to watch. and um, Hell, you can always tweet me, ask me. Like I mean, hell, I talk about movies a little bit, but... Uh, I thought this was incredibly well done it is a hard watch so i wouldn't watch this after you know you got like engaged or something like something good, great happened for you but um this is well worth your time and it deserves your attention but uh yeah um check this out on amazon um thank you uh, guys uh the guys and girls thank you so much for your help and for your support um we love you please stay safe out there and i believe as i mentioned at the top of the podcast where of uh, some happier stuff uh, this upcoming weekend, uh, reviews for Train Day and the original Avengers. But stay safe out there. Um, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And we will talk to you guys soon. You guys take care. Bye bye.